This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Guys, we'll start with the broadcast section with no embargo, followed by an embargo section for 10.30 p.m. tonight. No live tweeting during the broadcast section, please. And use the microphone in the broadcast section. Phone's on silent. Michael. Hi, Ange. Um, I was starting on Rodrigo Bentancourt, who was outstanding first 20-odd minutes against Villa. I thought he was running the show. Then, obviously, he's picked up that injury, and it, it, it looks a serious one. How much of it is it a blow for, for you because of how many players are out at the moment? But... Also, him personally, who's had week after week having to come back from such a serious knee injury. Yeah, look, I think, um, I guess the, 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 the biggest sort of emotion you have is, is for him because, um, and I've only sort of been here, what, you know, six months, but, you know, even that six months, you see how hard they work to get back, particularly him. A lot of it's a fairly lonely journey because you do the rehab on your own and you've got to push yourself. But pretty much from the moment I arrived, I think the first day I bumped into him, he... He was just that determined to get back and um, he had his own timelines in his head and I think I said, you know, he kept banging on my door about being involved and kind of held back because obviously with such a significant injury, you want to make sure they're ready and uh, he'd done everything right. You know, obviously he had a good international break where he got back playing for his country and uh, like I said, he started the game so well. So with all that context, you just gutted for him um, because of you know, the person he is and what he's gone through. But... Yeah, that's um, unfortunately that's uh, what the challenges football sometimes throws up at you. And uh, you know, he's still such a positive guy. I caught up with him yesterday, and he's he's just again determined to crack on and, and get back as quickly as possible. And yeah, can't wait to to get him back in because you saw his quality. Pep Guardiola just said in his pre- press conference, "You make football a better place." And I know had a bit of fun on Sky about saying you copy and Pep, but you do have very similar philosophies about the way you play football and the attacking philosophies, but. Does the in, do all the injuries and the amount of players you've got out this Sunday, does it really put a damper on such a big game and someone you're looking forward to coming acro- up against? No, not really, because, you know, the, irrespective of kind of what team you've got, it's always going to be a challenge playing against, uh, you know, City and, and, and any team that, that sort of pet manages and... Um, you love that, you relish that. That's 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 the kind of arena you want to be in, measuring yourself against the very best. And uh, yeah, it'd be great if uh, you know things were a little bit smoother for us. But it is what it is. And and you know, I still think uh, during this period, you know, even last week, you know, there were moments in the game where we, we we played some fantastic football. And 
And so we just got to crack on. We just got to get on with it. Uh, ultimately, we can't take our eyes off what we're trying to achieve here. And uh, you know, that for me is always is always paramount to everything I do, every decision I make. Um, you know, every sort of uh, time we put a team out there, it's about us. You know, becoming the team we want to become. And and through that process, there's going to be some challenges as there, there is now, some tough times. And you just got to stay really focused on what you're trying to achieve. Uh, something we're asking all managers today, uh, what's been a big topic, is sim bins uh, for descent and tactical fouls. Yeah. A yellow card potentially in 10 minutes in the sin bin. It's working in some lower levels of football and it's working in other sports at right at the very top. Just want to get your view on it. Yeah, bin it, mate. <laughs> Just bin the whole idea. Just forget about it. I, I don't understand why, and, and again, I'm... I've already said where I stand on this kind of stuff, but I don't know why they keep interjecting themselves into the game. There's not there's not that much wrong in the game, you know. Um, but again, um, I guess once they throw an idea like that out, it usually means they've already sort of tested the waters and will probably be inevitable at one stage. I don't think there's a need for it. Uh, I think you're seeing a lot more dissent in the game these days um, because you've got more people to dissent to. In the past, it was just the referee. Now you got you can descend to the fourth official, you can descend to the VAR, you can descend to the head of the referees. You know, it used to be simpler. So um, the authority was with the referee and he could handle it himself. So, But as I said, I, I'm not a f I, I just don't think we need to mess with the game too much, but it is what it is. Good luck, Sunday. Thank you, Michelle. Hi, Ange. Um, can you just confirm how long Rodrigo is set to be out for? Um, yeah, look, not exact time frames, but significant time. So I guess similar type of injury. Still getting some information, but it'll be well into sort of early next year, a couple of months at least. Obviously, he's just gone through a big recovery process from the ACL injury. You mentioned the lonely journey that players go on when they have to come back from an injury like that. How will you look to try and help him, particularly from a mental point of view, to go through yet another uh, recovery process? Yeah, look, it's not just me. I think you know, it's, it's about the whole club. I mean, he spends a lot of time, obviously, with the medical team and then the sports science staff, and, and they've been really good with him. It starts with the player himself. Like I said, it, you know, talking to him yesterday, he, he's such a positive guy, and you know, if it was me, I'd, I'd be a hell of a lot grumpier around the place. But you know, he's he's got a really positive outlook. He 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 knows that you know he's been through a tough time, and he's got to go through another you know shorter tough time. But um, he also knows that. You know, and he felt it himself when he was out there that he hasn't lost anything as a footballer and that's that's the important thing, you know. And they, I think that's given him the incentive to get back as quickly as possible and, and again, make an impact for us. And in terms of City, um, last weekend Liverpool ended their winning run at the Etihad Stadium. We saw Leipzig score two goals against them in midweek as well. They've drawn their last two Premier League games um, as well. So from looking at those matches, where do you feel your Spurs side can hurt them on Sunday? Yeah, I wouldn't read too much into that. They're still a decent side. Um, they're a very good football side. Um, like I said, it's a great test for us, a great test for where we're at as a, as, as a group, uh, as a team, as a sort of you know project of trying to become a team that plays the game a certain way, um, no greater measure than playing against the best, and that's what we'll have. We'll have a, a strong test um, you know, at the Etihad, and uh, we're looking forward to it. I think the players are looking forward to it. I'm certainly looking forward to it, and... Um, they're the kind of things that you don't want to shy away from because they'll, they'll give you 
a great sort of barometer as to where you're at. Not so much just in terms of the result or, or even the performance, but as much about your mindset of the kind of... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Team you want to be. Yeah, thanks, Ange. Right, <clears throat> Just microphone behind you. Hiya. Um, you said before your main goal is to, for the team to become the team you want them to be. And obviously we've seen your philosophy thus far this season. Is that why you'd say to people ahead of going to Man City with a weakened team, I'm not going to change my philosophy. I want to carry on playing this way. And if we don't get a result, so be it. No, I'm not dismissing. I mean, I want us to get a result. Um, and the reason we're going to play the way we are is because that's the way I think is the best way for us to get the result. But at the same time, you know, you, we, we have, you know, a plan in place to sort of become a certain kind of football team and, and try and bring success to this football club and um, it's not an easy road and you're going to get challenged a long way and your resolve only gets challenged in tough times. It doesn't get challenged when things are going well. It's kind of easy just to roll along with it but um, invariably there's tough times and we're going through one right now and um, we've just got to stay strong in terms of you know who we want to be and, and make sure that um, we don't sort of lose focus of what the end game is because um, that's that's why most teams and, and most organisations um, I think at some point falter is because in 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 the tough times when the resolve gets tested um, we found wanting. The squad is being tested right now with injury and suspension. Has that given you even more of a desire to in January look to strengthen the squad? No more desire. I mean, I, I, like I said, we've had one transfer window, so it, 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 I don't think anyone would have said that we were going to get everything we needed to get done in one transfer window. So we had a really positive window in, in terms of you know, the players we brought in have all made an impact. You know, we've obviously got a couple who are injured at the moment, but there's no denying all the players we brought in have made a massive impact to the football club. So that was always stage one. And as I said, I think last week that, you know, sometimes circumstances mean you, you get to test things um, that otherwise you may not have had to if we hadn't had all the injuries. So we're giving other players an opportunity to see where they fit in, you know, give them the opportunity to sort of be part of what we're trying to build here. And, um, you know, that's, that's the sort of point uh, we're, we're in right now. And finally, I mean, you can't undo technology. I don't think we're ever going to get rid of VAR now that we have it. You clearly are against the idea of bringing the SIM bin. But should IFAB be speaking to top-level managers like yourself or rather than just putting ideas out there that they'll look at corners and throw-ins and sim bins and, and then impose them on you and then you have to answer questions from idiots like me every week about technology. Don't talk about yourself like that, mate. Yeah. 
we're asking some really intelligent questions, so there's nothing wrong with that. Um, no, look, I'd be very surprised if Fab are putting this out without talking to football people. I'd be very surprised if they're doing that. But it's obviously you'll get varying opinions, and, and you know, if they were right to ask me, I'd be pretty clear as I have been about my thoughts on it. But you know, I'm sure that IFAB are doing that and probably finding that my opinion is in the minority because that's the only reason I can assume that they're going ahead with these things. Hi, Ange. Um, if Pat Matasar isn't available again, I think it's potentially 11... He's not available, mate. He's yeah. not available. Um, so that's 11 unavailable first-team players. I know you've had lots of challenges over your career. Have you ever had this amount of players out in one year? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't thought a lot about it, but uh, fair to say I don't think so. Not, not in such a sort of high volume for such a sort of short space of time. Um, you know, over the course of a season, yes. You know, of, of, you know like most managers, you, you go through sort of spells where you, you're missing players, but <coughs> to have this much in such a small space of time is probably the first time I've sort of experienced something like that. And, you know, that's that's... What you love about football, um, no matter how old you are, how long you've been around, there's always something new you've got to deal with. And, uh, yeah, um, if ever I'm in a situation again where I've got 11 absences, um, this experience will make me better for it, mate. Um, and on January again, but just a bit more specifically, obviously you're going to have Bentoncourt, Madison, uh, Basuma and Sarah as well, the AFCON as well. Sonny. <laughs> and Sonny as well. But, I mean, mainly in midfield. Oh, okay. Is that going to make you have to dip into the market in that position, or is that too short term? Or? Well, it depends. Like we're we're not sort of ruling out anything because, again, what you've just sort of outlined there is the best case scenario. That is, if everyone else is here, stays fit. <laughs> so, uh, which is hasn't been the case so far. So, um, we may be forced to. You know, we may, there may we may have no choice on it. But so, um, but again, we're not going into it sort of January, we've got some sort of specific ideas about what we're going to try and do, for sure. But you know, at the same time, you know, depending on how things go between now and then and how the sort of recovery of guys is, um, you know, we may, be, we may need to make a, a different kind of decision. But all that work's being done so that we're ready you know, either way. And just last one for me. Um, after the game the other day, you mentioned about the, the height in defence. Obviously, that was one of the struggles they did have. So for City, obviously, Haaland and his aerial ability, is this a scenario we're going to have to bring Eric Dyer back in or is it just one of the options? No, you know, it's not, you know, it's. I mean, that was one aspect we, I thought we struggled with last week in terms of mainly around set pieces, or, you know, and to be fair, Villa are very good at them. But um, no, you know, again, we, we overall, I thought our defending was, was, was actually quite good. We were disappointed with the second goal, I thought, even more so than the first goal, I thought, you know, not just the back four, but defensively we were really passive in that sort of five, ten minute spell, which we we paid a price for. So that was more of a collective thing. So, um, so yeah, mate, no, they, they haven't grown at all. They're all the same height as last week. <laughs> tried to feed them some different stuff, but um, we'll, we'll go in with that. Uh, and just on VAR, I know you're not a fan of the system, but it, it, if it's here to stay, in your experience, is the one thing or some suggestion you'd make to improve the current processes? Look, I, I think if they stuck to why they bought it in initially, I, I think less people have an issue with it. So if I hear one more person say that it doesn't re-referee a game, I'll, I'll explain, mate, because that's exactly what it's doing. It was bought in for clear and obvious errors, right? 
clear and obvious area for me would be if all of us in this room saw something and go, that's definitely wrong. I, I think at the moment it's going with, well, you know what, the majority in this room say it's wrong. So just leave it for what it was there for. You know, if you've got to look at something from seven different angles, slow it down to the minute, that's not a clear and obvious error. That's re-refereeing the game. Because the referee has seen it. He said there's nothing wrong with it. And then you're showing him seven different angles and slowing it down. That's not a clear and obvious error. So like I said, if I could show you a decision here and all of, all of you say straight away, that's handball, or all of you say that's a bad tackle, then I go, well, that's a clear and obvious error. But if you, I've got, if you go, well, I'm not sure, well, let me show you this angle. Uh, let me show you, let me slow it down for you a little bit. Let me just show you what happened before. I just, I just think that's where we've gone wrong with it, you know. And, and you know, it's why I think the goal line technology was so seamless. It's black and white. It's done, you know. It's over the line. It's not over the line. Move on with it. Um, can I just ask on Ashley Phillips as well? Is he, is he close to things at the moment? No, no, he's out long term as well, mate. He won't be sort of at least sort of new year for him as well. Okay, James. Hi, Andrew. It's just about Erling Haaland. Um, is he the most complete centre forward that you've ever seen at that age? He's 23. And and given what a clinical finisher he is, is, is the key to stopping him, stopping the supply into him? Because by the time he gets the ball, it's sort of too late. Um. Yeah, no, it's, it's always hard to make comparisons because, I mean, I've come from generations where a lot of young strikers were, were, were pretty decent when they first started. But he's, you know, he's... he's I guess he's, his movement, he's, like I said, he's finishing, but more his real sort of focus on scoring goals is quite extraordinary because you, you'll see other strikers who, who, you know, are focused on, on scoring goals but he has a real strong mindset of being in that position you see when he misses a chance he, I reckon within a millisecond he's moved on you know and, and looking for the next one and uh, yeah he's like I said it's frightening at his age what the amount of goals he could score but yeah the key is I guess you know can we as a group sort of handle um, you know what attacking threat you know invariably a team like Man City have and they come from different avenues and can we, like I said, minimise the amount of times they get the ball to him, minimise what areas they get the ball to him. Um, but, you know, they can hurt you in many ways. You know, even if Erling doesn't score, they've got plenty of goal threat in there. So for us, it's it's going to be a great test to, to kind of try and minimise all those threats and, and more importantly, be a threat ourselves because otherwise if we're not a threat ourselves, then... You know, you can sort of hold the damn wall for as long as you po possibly can, but eventually they'll they'll break through it. And given the defensive injuries you've got, I mean, can you combat him in the way that you want to, or are you going to have to kind of improvise this weekend? No, I think, look, irrespective of kind of the players we've got available, it, it would still be a collective approach, I think, is the best way. You know, like I said, because if you put too much on trying to shut him down, then, you know, there'll be a Phil Foden or a Silver or... Alvarez or I could go through the whole team, mate, to be honest, and, and you know, they're still going to hurt you. So it has to be a collective approach irrespective of kind of the personnel we have. Okay, Thanks. George from the BBC and then George from PA, please. Angelo, sorry, just in, I know you've got so many injuries. Are you going to go a little bit more defensive on Sunday and like that you're playing the champions? You've got such a good home record or are you going to carry on taking it to Man City like you've done for most of the season and, and like you did at Sevilla on Sunday? Um, 
if you had to take a punt, what do you reckon I'd say? Just just a wild guess out of. And and I don't want to be flipping about it, and, and I get the question, um, but I, I don't do what I do because of you know I've said before trying to prove a point. It's just yeah, you, know, you look at the top teams, and there's one sort of common trade amongst them. They've all got a plan. They invest in that plan and they stick to it. Yeah, they don't shy away from that. The first difficulty, you know, you look at whether it's City or Arsenal or Liverpool, all the teams that have dominated in recent years. They've got a plan. They stick to it. Yeah, and you have to because your resolve doesn't get like said. Whatever you believe in, whatever you really strongly believe in, you as a person, only gets tested in the toughest of times. It doesn't get tested when things are going well. And for me, like these are the important times because this will show what kind of football team we want to be. You can sort of um, shy away from, you know, what we've got injuries, we're playing Man City away and, you know, but you're either going to be a club that tries to knock off the big clubs or you're a big club. You're one or the other. My hope and my ambition for this club is to make it a big club. And to do that, you have to be successful. You have to win things. To win things, you've got to have a plan. You've got to stick to it. You've got to believe in it. And you've got to be prepared that during the tough times when you get scrutinised and and invariably, you know, people will ask questions, which is fair enough because that's that's what I think needs to happen. Again, it's the only way you can really test yourself. No good if everyone keeps telling you you're brilliant. That's not a good way to live your life, you know. The, the best way to, to, to keep challenging yourself is when people challenge you. And um, so you've got to be prepared for that and you've got to take that and you've got to show... You know, some backbone through that time. That's what I believe, right? So that's that's my methodology. So I'm not going there to show people, oh, you know, you watch me, I'm just going to take it off. It's because I think that's the way forward for us. It could be an absolutely brilliant game then on Sunday. I hope so, yeah. I mean, ultimately, that's what we want, isn't it? It's, I mean, I know we were obviously disappointed with last week, but it was still a cracking game. You know, we, we could have scored five or six on any other day. Um, I'd much take rather take that from us than, like I said, the game before against Wolves, I just... You know, even if I was a supporter, I'd be walking away going, you know, well, yeah, not a great game of football. So it's still part of it for me anyway, you know, and, and it's why I relish these kind of games, you know, because you go there, you test yourself. OK, you may not come out on top, but you, you're going to have a crack at it for sure. Thanks, man. George, to finish us off in the, in the broadcast section, please. Hi, <coughs> Ange. Um, you will have Basuma back yes. this weekend. Um and he had such a strong start to the season, but it's almost felt like maybe since the Luton game, he's not quite hit those levels. Have you sort of sensed any change in him since, since that? No, I think it was just more the disruption. He obviously, you know, he got the red card and then he got suspended. So, you know, he hasn't really had a good sort of run at it since then. Um, but, yeah, really pleased to get Biss back. He's, um, you know, he's, he's such an important part of sort of our setup with the way he plays um, in that role and... Uh, you know, I would love to see him and Rodrigo in there. And uh, I had all these plans and they'd just gone out the window. Anyway, um, that's me speaking out loud, sorry. Uh, um, but it's good to get Biss back and, um, yeah, hopefully now. Look, if you look at sort of the first third, third, of, the, you know, third of the season's gone and <coughs> you look at it and, and you know, from a results perspective, I reckon we're still on the positive side of the ledger from from you know the first 13 games performance wise I still think we're on the positive side of the of the ledger uh, even though we've had some disappointments but an area we needed to improve is discipline he's part of that you know I think that's let us down this first half of the year in terms of just 
not just in terms of cards, but in terms of just being really focused in our approach. And um, these are the things we need to learn as a team. And I'm sure Biss probably feels that himself. He's probably a bit frustrated with kind of the fact that he had such a great start and now it's been disrupted. Um, but, yeah, like I said, great to get him back. And, um, yeah, particularly against a team like City, he's going to be very important for us. Yeah, just finally for me, do you think maybe that fifth yellow card hanging over him, knowing that if he got one more, it's going to get a suspension, mm. has maybe subconsciously affected him, and hopefully now he can have a bit more freedom. Yeah, potentially, but again, it's it's you know it's a, like I said, it's 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 kind of a, a lesson for him, for us as a group, that these kind of things, you know, um, if you want things to to sort of run a bit more smoother, you've got to be really disciplined in your approach, and and you know and and sort of really focused in what you do so hopefully he comes out of that like I said knowing that you know for him to be re to maintain becoming a real important part of our team he needs to have that discipline and focus not just him like I said the whole group I think that's an area where if you look like I said the first 13 games has really cost us okay we'll move on to the embargoed section for 10 30 p.m tonight Dave Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 